Welcome to Unity of Tucson. That song, it's from a Broadway musical. Uh, it's from a show that uh, is based on a movie. The show is called The Full Monty. <clears throat> and um, it's a song that actually has been in my repertoire for a while, a long time. But I've never sung the harmony on it. I've always sung the melody. I sang it at, I've, I've sung it, it's, it's a good wedding song. I've sung it at a few weddings. And uh, boy, just a glorious song. Now, the funny thing is that you will recall that my talk last week was called Walk With Me. And it's because I was prepared to talk all around <laughs> the song and utilize the song as part of a leaping into what it was I wanted to talk about last week. And then, of course, the circumstances of life unfolded in a way that was unexpected, and it just changed everything, and that was okay, you know? And then I sang the song Living in the Moment, which could not have been a better, more perfect song last week to affirm that, you know, it's time to live in the moment. Every moment's an opportunity to live in the moment. Um, I want to start today really with a story. I'm going to start with this story. Just take it in. A 92-year-old man, short, I don't know why that's important, but it is apparently, very well presented, who took great care of his appearance, was moving into an old people's home one day. His wife of 70 years had recently passed, and he was obliged to leave his home. After waiting several hours in the retirement home lobby, he gently smiled as an attendant told him his room was ready. As he slowly walked to the elevator, using his cane, the attendant described his small room to him, including a sheet hung at the window which served as a curtain. I like it very much he said, with the enthusiasm of an eight-year-old boy who had just been given a new puppy. Well, the attendant was surprised. Sir, you haven't even seen the room yet. Hang, hang, hang on a moment. We're almost there. That has nothing to do with it, he replied. Joy is something I choose in advance. Whether or not I like the room does not depend on the furniture or the decor. Rather, it depends on how I decide to see it. I have already decided in my mind that I like my room. It is a decision I will make every morning when I wake up. We can choose. We can spend all day in bed enumerating the difficulties that we have in life, or we can get up and give thanks for all the parts that are still in working order. In some ways, that's the lesson. I could go home now, because that really is the lesson. Every day is a gift, and as long as we can open our eyes, let us focus on the gift of a new day, on the joy that is in our hearts, residing in our hearts right here and right now. You know, it may seem in many ways like our life journey is one where we move further and further away from this frame of mind. 
It's very easy to get caught up in the circumstances of life. Uh, I think this has been a year where we allow ourselves to get caught up quite a bit in the circumstances of life. I know that I have fallen victim to that frame of mind, allowing myself to get caught up in the circumstances of this thing called the COVID pandemic. Doesn't matter what we call it. It is an experience of life, and we are at the place where we can open our eyes and live each day with joy, provided we bring joy to the circumstances rather than try to derive joy from the circumstances. On this fourth Sunday, the fourth Sunday of Advent, which I like to say is our adventure, I'm just going to keep reminding everybody that it is adventure, that's what we are in. The theme of the fourth Sunday of Advent is joy. Now, how many of us can recall, I'm just going to put this out there, how many of us can recall the last time we felt unmitigated joy. I just, just take a moment to think about that. Unmitigated joy. That means without any consideration of anything else, it's just the allowance of that feeling of joy. This, uh, earlier today, I was saying that, you know, in, in, in the meditation, it is our thoughts, our beliefs, and our feelings which all work together to create the quality of our life. Now, I've also used the formula that I have developed over time, and it has developed over time, because it used to, I used to write the formulas, thoughts plus beliefs plus feelings equals the quality of our life. But what I have discovered in working with this idea is that our thoughts are exponentially affected by our beliefs, and all of that is exponentially affected by our feeling. And that's what creates the quality of life. So thoughts to the power of belief and all of that to the power of feeling creates the quality of our life. So when was the last time you felt unmitigated joy? Because it can be very easy to think that we are in unmitigated joy but still have some consideration around the stuff out there, the circumstances of our lives. Emily Cady wrote in Lessons in Truth this, all joy and strength and good spring up from a fountain within one's own being. And if we only knew this truth, we should know that nothing that anyone does or says or fails to do or say can take away our joy and good. I have found in my life that I sometimes need that reminder. And it's okay, because here's the good news. We have opportunities for that reminder at every turn, every single one of us. Every single one of us. We are sold a different idea, though. We are sold a slightly different idea, especially at this time of year when we say, oh, the Christmas season, it's all about joy, it's all about peace, it's all about love, it's all about harmony, unless I don't get the gift that I want. <laughs> if I don't get the gift I want, then, well, I'm not going to be happy. I can't live a life in joy if I don't get the gift that I want, right? We're sold that. It, it, it's, it's in advertising everywhere. What's the big thing this year? The PlayStation 5? Is it 5 now? That's the big thing, right? And there are plenty of people out there who are living within the paradigm of, if I don't get the PlayStation 5, I cannot be happy. Or you should see when their, lights, their eyes light up when they get the PlayStation 5. There was a video. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I blame Laura Cass for this. 
and, and, and this will make sense to you in just a moment. So Laura was telling me that uh, her husband, where are you? There you are. <laughs> there you are. Um, that you are obsessed with TikTok. <laughs> I get a thumbs up. Well, of course, I have been avoiding downloading TikTok. And I finally download TikTok. And I get it. I am obsessed with watching videos on TikTok. Like you, I laugh out loud. My husband is like, what, what, what are you watching over there? I laugh out loud. So there's this video on TikTok, and in the video, this young woman comes in, and it seems like she's very upset, and all her, like her boyfriend and his friends are all out there, and they're playing video games, you know, with the PlayStation 4, and she comes in, and she takes that PlayStation, she rips it out of the wall, and she throws it on the ground, and she starts stomping on it. And all, of her, all the guys are sitting around there going, what have you done? And then she walks out of the frame. She comes back with the PlayStation 5 as a gift to give. And then the funny thing that happens is her boyfriend looks at the PlayStation 5, he sets it down, and then he goes and he stomps on the PlayStation 4. But that's a great, it's a great thing to remember that we are not deriving joy from that thing outside the self. It is a reflection of our joy. And that's the key to turn our, our minds to the point of view that everything that is outside can be a reflection of joy, but we're not deriving the joy from the thing outside the self. Now, in that instance, he probably was seemingly deriving joy from that thing, right? I want us all to think back to a time when we were children. It'll, it'll, be, it'll take some of our brains a little bit longer than others to think back to the time we were a child. Think back to the time before you were taught that getting the hottest new toy would bring you joy. Just think about that, about that experience of what it was to just live true, unmitigated joy. And that's what I'm getting to. When I asked about unmitigated joy, I think, for me anyway, If I am really looking honestly at my life, the last time I truly felt unmitigated joy outside the world of circumstance was when I was a child. And in some ways, this is a terrible way of phrasing it, but think about it this way, when I didn't know any better and I didn't know any worse. We are bombarded all the time with messages mostly in advertising, that come to us that say, your life is worthless. Your life is not a life of joy unless you get our product. But I can recall a life that was lived in unmitigated joy. I can recall that. What is the thing that stands in the way of me allowing that to be the point of view from which my life is lived right here and right now. I say this only to see if there's any resonance that comes up for any of us. We live lives where we obtain experience and those experiences get embedded into our subconscious as memories and we can bring those memories up to the level of conscious awareness. But those memories are active in our experience of life all the time. And we develop beliefs around those memories, around how good life can or maybe cannot be. As we embody those beliefs, we have feelings around that. 
We have feelings around that, and it can unfold in a way that doesn't feel so good sometimes. But we also have the opportunity to say, I am the point from which my feelings unfold, and I bring feelings to the beliefs, which then transform themselves into the thoughts that I think, and life gets better. If you took the weight of your circumstantial world away, if you took it away, if you took away all of those things we hold on to as memories, if we took away all of that, what would we be left with? What would we be left with? I would venture a guess that if we took those circumstances away, if we took them all away, if we took out of, the, out of any equation the idea that the circumstances have any power, what we would be left with is joy because that's the nature of God. That is the nature of the divine. That's the nature of infinite consciousness. It doesn't matter what limited words we use to describe this ineffable thing, this ineffable creative power. It is who we are at the core. And when we strip away all of the stuff that is peripheral, what we find we are left with is that unmitigated joy. The moment we align our good with anything out there, we give up our power. We give up our power. We are expressions of power. One of my favorite teachers is Edwin Gaines, Reverend Edwin Gaines. And, you know, I love, I've, 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 I've worked with her a bit in the past, and, you know, every time you're in her presence, every time she leads a workshop or does whatever work she's doing, she always starts off by this, with this affirmation. And I'm saying it as though I'm her, so you will understand why I'm about to say it this way. She steps forward and she says, I am a woman of power. I think we should all be able to step forth just in the same way that I am trying to normalize us stating out loud, I am magnificent. I think we should be able to step forth proudly and say, I am a person of power. I am a man of power. I am a woman of power. I am that which is. I am the infinite divine presence and power of this infinitely flowing creative good. Let us begin to truly take this to heart. That's what this season is all about. That's what the season of adventure is all about, leading up to Christmas, which is a revelation of the Christ consciousness at the core of our being. It is a call to each and every one of us to remember and recognize that we are the presence of the divine. There are many, many churches, spiritual centers, whatever you choose to call them, that on the Christmas service, I was trying to figure out a way to do this uh, for our Christmas Eve service, but it's not that easy to do because I can't, well, you'll understand why I can't do this as easily. But on the Christmas Eve service, they set up a nativity scene, and of course there's, uh, there's, there's a crib of sorts in hay, right? Uh, and, and, you know, there's the story of the nativity and they tell everything and then everybody is to come up and peer into and see the Christ child. But people put mirrors in there because when we look at that, what we should see is the reflection of ourself because we are the Christ child, each and every one of us. 
We are the presence. This entire season is about remembering that we are the presence. Within each of us is a spring bubbling up. And from that spring flows a river. A river that flows infinitely. And as it flows, what we find is that we can put up dams, lots of dams, to stop the flow, dams of lack, dams of limitation, dams of disappointment, dams of disillusion. All these things just stop the flow. That's all they do. Our work, our work, and what am I about to say? I'm looking at William, because William, I think, probably knows what I'm about to say. All the work, and it is work, until you embody it, and it's no longer work. See how that works? It is work. Our work is to break down those dams, those dams of lack, limitation, disappointment, disillusionment, whatever it is. That is our work. And when we break those downs, we live in that free flow of joy. We live as the river of joy. The river of joy is our birthright because it is our inherent nature. We must be willing to let go of the things we hold on to that convince us otherwise. Are you ready today to let those things go once and for all, to break down the dam, live within the river of joy, to understand that our joy is not derived from the things in our lives? We bring joy to those experiences. We bring joy to the circumstances. We bring joy to the things in our life. If we feel we derive joy, it's because what we see is actually not deriving joy. It is a reflection of that inner joy, the same way we may look into that cradle. It is a reflection of the Christ presence within each and every one of us. So I invite you, I invite us all to reflect on joy this week, perhaps more so than you've ever considered it before. I invite you to welcome your inherent nature of joy into every aspect of your being. I invite you to release the flow, to break down those dams and flow freely in that infinite river of joy. Namaste. Hi, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message. Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, unitytucson.com. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.